Welcome to the Red Bra Project Podcast, where red bra moments live. I'm Renee Bouse, founder and co-creator of the Red Bra Project. Each week, my co-host Shauna and I bring new conversations from amazing women all over the globe, sharing their stories of hope, wisdom, inspiration, and power, right alongside of grit, sweat, resilience, beauty, and tears. These stories help to elevate and inspire your life, creating a positive ripple effect. Get ready to feel the energy, motivation, and self-assurance to rock your everyday. We are so excited to have you join us. Let's do this. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Red Brow Project. Here we are tonight with episode number 42 with Andromeda Rahim, and we are so excited to introduce her to all of you and hear about her personal story and what she's sharing with us and her awesome perspective about life and winning and just empowering women. But I'm not going to steal the mic from her. Um, I want to say hi to Jess tonight, who is my co-host. So some of you guys may recognize her. She was one of our guests earlier on the Red Bra Project. How's it going, Jessica? It's going really great. Happy to be a co-host today. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. And just to kind of refresh our viewers' memories, Jess is from the New England area. So she's an awesome makeup artist, a mama, a boss babe, a business owner. So she does it all. And she's constantly empowering women and raising them up. So we're excited to have you back. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, now for tonight's highlights. Um, as I said, I'm so excited to get into her story. So I'd like to introduce Andromeda to everybody. And why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and kind of what you do. Sure. Well, hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Um, my name is Andromeda Rahim. And so I am the founder of She Wins Society. But before that, I am a passionate writer, coach, and empower of women. I absolutely enjoy empowering women through my words, whether I'm writing or whether I am speaking. I believe that girls absolutely run the world. I believe that if we are uplifted, then the world will be uplifted. I just truly believe everything begins and ends with us. So that is my passion and my purpose in life is to empower and unite women to become their best selves and to win in their lives and in their businesses. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, that is a heck of an opening. Um, I mean, there's like, tell me, tell me about, I know that you do events, that you do um, retreats, you do coaching. And so just so our viewers know, you guys have to go over to your Instagram page because you give the most inspirational quotes and thoughts and just perspectives. So um, just overall, that's kind of what intrigued us about you and just the way you are constantly raising women up and so that's one of the reasons we wanted to have you out here um but kind of give us a little background information how long what was your story before you're here basically oh wow okay so i'll try to make it quick <laughs> um i actually um have a degree in accounting so a little over five years ago, I got my accounting degree. It took me six years to get that four-year bachelor degree because I had no idea what I wanted to do when I went to college. I truly just went to college because I felt that was expected of me of my family. Getting a degree was not an optional thing. And so I went through the motions. I went to school. I got my degree. 
Um, I started working for the state of Florida, and I worked for the state of Florida probably for about three years, just constantly switching agencies. I worked for the Department of Environmental Protection, Department of Transportation, <laughs> Department of Corrections, um, just chasing the money because I really wasn't passionate about what I was doing. I didn't really feel like I was touching people and, and impacting their lives in the way that I felt that my life is purpose to. And so I really became in search of my purpose. Like, what is it that I am created to do in this life? Because I know I'm not created to just sit here at this desk and type these numbers until I die. That is just not it. And so um, just looking at people around me who I admired, like my hairstylist, she had been doing my hair for years and she finally opened the doors to her, her own salon. And I was so proud and excited for her. Like that has to be so awesome to get up every day and unlock the doors to your own place and just do what you love all day long and go home. My husband, he's a mechanic. He, um, he, he can do that with his eyes closed. He loves it. I'm like, I have to find my thing. And so one day just having a conversation with my sister, I realized that writing is something I've always been passionate about and I've been always good at it. So like if I had to write a 10 page paper for, in college, I could do it the night before and get an A. So I knew like, okay, writing is my thing. I'm going to write a book. That's what I told myself. I'm going to be this author. I'm going to write all these books. And so I had been, you know, I had, hadn't written in a long time because I had been working, you know, doing accounting for a while. So I said, I'm going to start a blog to get my juices flowing to see if I still got it. If I still want to do it. And so I started this blog that was called Women by Choice. I named it Women by Choice because I, I talked about my journey into becoming a woman. I shared how, um, you know, when I hit 18 years old, I thought I was grown. I knew everything. Nobody could tell me anything. And I realized through life that being a woman is more than just turning 18. It's more than a matter of age. It's really about your mindset and making the choice to be responsible and accountable for your own happiness and success. And so I blogged through Women by Choice. And once I finished kind of telling my story up into where I was then, I started to talk about the thing that kind of has always plagued me in my life. And that was the interactions that women have with one another. I felt like I had always experienced the cattiness, the drama. I had not quite found that, you know, bestie in my life. And I was just trying to figure out what, you know, what can we do better as women individually in order to support each other better so that we can win bigger. And so just by sharing those messages, I started to get people to come to my blog. I, that's how I actually even got on Instagram is because I was sharing excerpts from my blog, just sharing motivational quotes and trying to get traffic to the website. And so from doing that, it opened so many other doors into me realizing that I wasn't alone in my thoughts. That's the, just a, the aha moment. You know, a lot of times we think that we're alone in these thoughts. We're so afraid to say some of the things that we're thinking because we think we're alone in them. But by doing that, I actually realized there are so many other women who feel like I feel. And so I had people saying, well, how do I become a part of your movement? And I said, oh, I'm starting a movement. Okay. <laughs> so that's where I started the online network. Um, that's how my network became global. And then um, from there, I just had like from my blog, I would have people reach out to me to be speakers at their events. My very first event that I spoke at, I was a keynote speaker simply off my blog alone. I had never spoke before. <laughs> and so talk uh, about diving up. feet first into something yes absolutely when well, she first. called me and Sorry. asked me to do it <laughs> I always get it backwards <laughs> when she called me to do it I was scared well at first when she asked me I'm like excited like yeah but when I hung up I'm like oh my god what I disagree to you know I was nervous as heck when I got to that stage I really felt like it was an out-of-body experience um but 
once it was over, I ended up getting a standing ovation. So that's how I knew like, okay, speaking is what I want to do. Um, and then it just, I've just evolved from there. So um, She Wins Society, let's just, I'll just fast forward a little bit. I rebranded the She Wins Society May of this year. And it really is because throughout my years of experience working with women, um, I wanted more. I wanted to do more. I had evolved since I started Women by Choice. So, so you guys remember I said, you know, I was just looking for my purpose. I wasn't trying to start a business. I wasn't thinking about branding or anything. I've learned so much since I started. So then now I'm like, okay, I really want to create a brand that really resonates with who I am right now. And really when women see it, it automatically just gives them inspiration and empowerment. And so um, I also realized, just to take a step back, that when working with women, you know, it's, it's easy to say we should support each other. We can spread that message all day long, but we have to also face that there's a, there's a reason why we struggle with it. And I realized that, you know, if you're a happy woman, don't struggle with supporting other women. When you're confident in yourself and you feel good about what's going on with your life, you're not envious of another person winning or, you know, accomplishing something. And so I said, I want to focus more on the individual woman uh, working on her purpose her personal development, helping her to get to a place in her life where it's easy for her to support other women. That way I don't have to keep trying to nail that down every day. It's just support each other. Look what can happen. Yeah, but that's hard when you're operating from a deficit, when you're feeling in lack, when you don't feel confident in yourself. You might want to support other women, but you can't control how your insecurities cause you to act. So I wanted to now focus on women's personal development. She wins. So the individual woman winning so that she can help other women win bigger. I love that. <laughs> That's how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So when you were doing the um, rebranding and getting um, the She Wins community going? Like, was there anybody that tried to say, like, you shouldn't be doing this? Or, like, were there any struggles that you had? You know, <laughs> well, there were definitely a couple people. So it literally came to me in, like, a vision. Like, it was so clear. I woke up one morning and I said to my husband, I'm going to rebrand. I don't know what I'm rebranding to, but I just feel like change is it's time for change. I need something fresh. I need something new. And mm -hmm. he looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> he was like, I don't know about if you should do that. You've already spent five years building a brand. Like, what are you thinking? And I'm like, I, I am, I just am. And I've always been purpose driven from the very beginning. So whenever my spirit tells me to do something, I try to be obedient to it. And so um, I moved forward with it. And like, honestly, the name came and once the name came, the, the logo came and everything just pieced together so beautifully. And a lot of people tell me that the transition from one to the other was very smooth. So it's not like they felt like it was so different or that they lost something in transition. Um, also, I, I did have one of my um, close friends and members. She was like, oh, I don't know, I really like women by choice. And I'm like, yeah, you're, but you're gonna love this too. <laughs> so, I mean, I had, I had people who were kind of questioning like, oh, are you sure you want to do this? Um, but any outside of that, I really didn't, like transitioning was very, very seamless it was it was smoother and that's sometimes i think how you know something is meant to be because mm -hmm. it didn't come with all of this extra like resistance like i could i just did it and i moved on <laughs> you made your mind up you had a you felt something tug at yourself or like you said you know you you had an inner desire and the in the vision came to you and you just acted on it without overthinking well what if what if what if and i mean there's so many people that i think that listening to this, they're like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I wish that I 
could have that or you know I wish I knew which voice to listen to sometimes so to speak but do you have any insight into that or was it just so crystal clear for you because you know accounting is much different from you know what you're doing now so of course when you initially took that leap or kind of you evolved into this um did you ever have any time where you were like oh I'm not sure or you just knew well, <laughs> transitioning from one vice choice to achieve in society, that was like no question. However, going from accountant to full-time entrepreneur, um, initially there was no question. I have always been very faith-based. So, and, and, and I've just been courageous in things. Like if I decide I want to do something, I'm going to go for it. But there were just things in life that occurred that made me say, uh, I don't know. So like the first year, after the first year of me, um, going into doing women by choice full time. Um, my husband got laid off from his job. So just to back up a little bit, we, we moved from Orla um, Tallahassee, Florida to Orlando, Florida. That opened up the opportunity for me and my husband to have that conversation about me not working, about me going full time into my business because we moved to Orlando for his job. He got a new job. And so, you know, we punched the numbers and he was like, you know, there's going to be some sacrifices. You might not even to get your nails done every two weeks and all these different things that you like to do, but you can definitely stay home and work on your business and I'll take care of everything. Well, almost a year into that happening, he lost his job. He got laid off from his job. So we went from two income to one income to no income. <laughs> and, you know, we had already like, we spent most of our savings moving and things like that. So we were in a really odd position when we had not been in ever. And so um, at that time, you know, I was faced with a crossroads of saying, do I need to go put my degree back to work? Do I need to go and be an accountant and bring some money into my household? Or do I need to double down on my business and make this work? And so I can say that I did go to like a couple of temp agencies to do interviews, but I just knew like I wasn't giving it my all because I didn't want to be there. I'm like, this is going backwards. I don't want to do this. This is not what I'm meant to do. Like, I don't know why it's so difficult right now because I'm doing something so positive, but I have to make this work. And so um, I found myself, um, we actually ended up having moving with a family member, which was a truly humbling experience because I hadn't been living with anyone since 18. Remember, I'm grown and I got it all together. <laughs> so having to move with a family member was very humbling. Um, she's an older family member. She didn't have Wi-Fi or internet in her house. So that was another challenge in itself. I had to literally get up and go work at Starbucks from the time they open to the time they close, trying to create courses and things like that to generate income. And um, the day when I knew, and it, this, this, happened, this went on for about six months, but the day that I knew that it was for sure for me was the day when I launched my first course called 30 Days to Becoming an Empowered Woman. And I put it out there and in a matter of hours, I made $800. And in that moment, I knew, yeah, you're on the right path. And I realized, you know, after all was said and done, because when we're in the struggle, we really can't see why, but I realized that I had to go through some of those experiences to be humbled, to be reminded of my strength and my power, and also so that I can relate more to other women um, who may find themselves in those situations. Like, I'm going to serve and lead women. I have to be able to say, like, I've been where you've been. So I find a lot of power in that testimony. And now it's just like nothing that happens to me could ever, well, I won't say ever, Lord, but <laughs> nothing that has happened to me has been as bad as right, has been as bad as that. So now it's just like, oh, okay, that's when challenges do come. I'm like, okay, whatever. I got past that. I can get past this, whatever. <laughs> 
Absolutely, Adramada. I feel like um, the way that you explain what you went through, yeah, you had some serious setbacks and then you're running an online business and you have no Wi-Fi. So, I mean, there is a lot of, you know, could that could be up against you, but like you said, it makes you more, it made you more relatable. It humbled you. It, you had to go through those things to kind of grow again and see where you are. And now you can share that amazing story. And really it makes someone feel like, yeah, if she can do it and she went through that, I can do it too. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I, our trials, we go through trials to share our testimonies i i just always look if you're purpose driven and you're just like you you're serving women you're going to go through things in life because you're going to tell the story when you get over it you're going to be like girl listen let me tell you what i went through and that's how we're all connected that's how we're meant to help each other in the world so we have to embrace our trials even when they are painful love it Are we frozen? Are we there? No, I'm not okay. frozen. Okay, good. Okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and I mean, I love that that perspective about you and your brand and what you stand for. Yes, we go through trials. We go through challenges. But that doesn't mean that that's going to stop us. That doesn't mean that we're going to quit. It just means that we're going to embrace them and become stronger from them. And that is like a message that stands out loud and clear from you and your brand. And I absolutely love it because it just it gets you fired up. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what is, um, I love, I'm not going to spoil it, but share your definition of winning because you talk about winning a lot. And um, I think this is really good. So please share that with us. <laughs> you know, I think that the definition of winning is doing the best you can with what you have at all times. I, I, outside of that, I don't know what winning would be. You know, it's like, you have to take the cards that you dealt. If you can get up every day and say, I have shown up for myself. I have tried to be the best that I can be. I've taken these cards that I've dealt and I've played them the best that I can. And when I lay my head down tonight, I know that I've been productive. I have helped someone else. I have impacted others in a positive way. I have poured into myself. I have done the best I can. I am winning. So many women, um, unfortunately, compare themselves to other women and, and look at somebody else's definition of happiness and success and try to strive for that. But we all know that our journeys are different. We're all meant to serve and impact in a different way. So we can't compare ourselves to other people. We just simply have to do the best with what we have. And in that way, we will always win. We will always be moving forward. We will always be growing and progressing. If every day we're getting up and making decisions to do the best we can where we are and with what we have, that is winning. And that leaves room for growth and that it's like, it's always, you always feel good with that statement because you're winning when you do the best with what you have. So what you have now may look different from six months from now or 12 months from now, but the fact that you're doing the best with it, that's like the end result. I love it. Yes. And it will look different. That's the thing. If you're doing the best you can, it's inevitable. You are inevitably going to grow. Absolutely. For sure. Yes. Um, go ahead, Jess. It looks like you want to say something. I don't want to cut you off. Uh, um, yeah. So what I love is that you are having this community and helping everybody win and achieve more. And your quotes on Instagram are just empowering and inspiring. Do you come 
up with all of those yourself? Are you like pulling them from somewhere? How do you decide what you're going to use for the day to empower and inspire all of us? Yes, I create them on myself, believe that or not. <laughs> all myself. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm passionate about writing. I think that I've always communicated best in writing. I mean, even when I was like, I remember being in school, I would pass notes to my friends and my boyfriends. Like that is how I communicated. Um, so I've always liked to empower and encourage. And it just, like I said, talk through words. Um, and everything really comes from my own testimonies, you know, like, so things that I've experienced, things that I've seen, things that I've talked about with other people, I just really pull from that. And that is what I share. It, it comes to me so naturally, truly. I, I can't even tell you, like, it just comes to me so naturally. I'm like, yep, that's it. That's what I'm going to share today. And then I put it out there. Is it one of those, do you keep kind of like a creative log? So sometimes, you know, being creatives and, you know, especially when you are an entrepreneur, you have your own business, you can get an idea and random in the middle of the night when you wake up. So do you keep notes in your phone or, you know, you're just kind of all over the place. Do you have an organization to your method? So um, when it comes to my quotes, yes, if I come up with something, I might just be in the kitchen cooking dinner and something will pop in my head and I'll pull my phone out and I'll put it in my notes to share later. Um, but they, like most, you know, writers, we do have writer's block sometimes. So there are times when I don't have anything, you know, maybe I'm in a space where unfortunately sometimes when everything's going right, that is when I have writer's block because it's like, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm good right now. Yeah. But that's why I too have learned to embrace my struggles and stuff because so much, I have so much testimony from that. So much content comes from when I go through certain things and overcome certain things. So um, yeah, I, I keep things written down for those times when I have nothing. Um, but I honestly try to share everything that I have in real time. So I know some people like to create content ahead of time and then share it later on. I just feel like when I'm feeling it, I have to share it. And a lot of times people say, this is right on time. This is right on time. And that's how I know, like, I can't hold it. I just have to give it whenever I have it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, it's one of those things that you feel it. And then even when you write it and you put it out there, it comes across different than if it's, you know, you came up with the idea, but it's kind of pre-planned. So here's the topic. I'll, you know, plug it in. It's just, it's a different feeling. And I know a lot of people can pre-plan and that works for them. Um, but it's interesting to hear the other side of it as well. And, you know, sometimes that does mean that things may be quiet for a little while, or you may post at different times or put, get a blog post over at a certain time. But, you know, it's rather, you know, you'd, I'm sure you'd rather have the um, quality versus, you know, just quantity. So, yeah, it, it relates better. It works better in what I'm doing. Um, people, especially in, in women empowerment, women, we appreciate authenticity and we, we can sense when something's not real. <laughs> So I try to keep it as real as possible. For sure. Love it. Heck yeah. <laughs> now, can you talk to me about the board that is behind you? I've been trying to like read everything that's on it as you're talking. <laughs> uh, it's my vision board. It's the vision Love board it. that I made for this year. Um, of course, so you know, like a lot of people have pictures and stuff on their vision board. I have a lot of words. I am a word girl. Um, and so I just have to, well, I mean, there's money on there, 137 yes. billion. <laughs> and I will manifest the checking account I was meant to have. Definitely believe in, you know, attracting what mm -hmm. you want. Um, but mo a lot of these are, like I said, words, help heal from within, feeling good, less stress life. 
um, romance, reading. I can say that a lot of these things that I put on here have definitely breakthroughs, um, reclaiming your joy. Um, so yeah, a lot of things that I have on here de have definitely manifested this year. So I definitely encourage anybody who's watching to create a vision board. You know, it's, it's in here in my home office, so I see it every single day. And it's a reminder to me of, you know, the woman I want to be and the woman I want to become. So I love it. Thank you. Um, Jess, do you have a vision board? I do. Yeah. I have a vision board. It is in my um, home office. <laughs> <laughs> so I see it every day and it's a lot of words and a lot of pictures too. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love the whole idea of vision boards. I did one with my mom a couple of years ago too, but um, for some of our viewers who know, I live in a motor coach when I'm not traveling for work and my vision board is on the back of my bathroom door. So you wow. can small spaces, you can find somewhere to put kind of those dreams and those goals. Mm -hmm. So you see them and um, it does, it does, you know, give you light and kind of fuel your fire daily. It does. It does. Um, so through all of your experience and things, and I know it's hard to narrow it down to maybe one or two things, but is there kind of an overall piece of like unexpected advice that you've received? And that's something that kind of stays with you throughout your personal journey and how, and as you evolve. Yes, I think that in this season of my life, the piece of advice I received last year, around the end of last year, I went to a mastermind and um, it was said, release your attachment to the outcome. Those words have been sticking to me like glue because <laughs> much like many women, you know, we want to put in a certain amount of effort, a certain amount of work, a certain amount of attention to something, and we want to get this exact outcome. And if we don't get it, we're disappointed. We feel like we're a failure. We feel like, you know, life can't go on or there's something wrong with us. And so releasing your attachment to the outcome has allowed me to be more creative and just kind of be in the flow of things. Like, you know, sometimes it's harder for you to actually get the outcome that you want because you're going into it thinking, it has to happen like this. And then so you don't leave any room for it to happen any other way. It still may very well happen, but you're not open to it happening that way. And so release the, the attachment to the outcome. I can, I'm more creative now. And when I do, let's just say, you know, I have a, a sales goal or something and I put something out there and I say, you know, I want to make this amount of money um, by doing this. Or I want to receive this certain response. I'm okay with not getting it right then i'm okay with receiving no my goal again is winning is to do the best i can with what i have so i trust that if i've given my best i've shown up i've done my part that it's going to come to me I, whatever is happening for me is for my highest good and whatever i want i will attract it maybe not when i want to get it but i will eventually get it and so release your attachment to the outcome just let it go Put your best foot forward and trust that things are working out for your highest good. Oh, so good. I wasn't joking <laughs> when I said you all are going to love her perspectives and insight because, I mean, you can, you can kind of see visually the circle that it's a good circle because you release the, you know, the emotion to the, and the attachment to the outcome. And then remind yourself you're doing the very best that you can with what you have. And I mean, just hearing it and thinking about it, I know I'm definitely going to be putting it into practice, but you just kind of all of a sudden feel a burden lifted off of you just to do the best you can and forget the rest. Yes. We are not in control over everything. <laughs> we are not. Oh, we want to be, right? to be. We're not. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> we have to let go. 
release, surrender. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so you are clearly motivating and inspiring, but where do you get your motivation and inspiration from and who's somebody that really you're just, you know, somebody who you look to? Um, so I get a lot of my inspiration from reading, definitely reading, um, listening to podcasts, listening to things like this, Red Rock Project. Um, I, um, I look up to um, people like Oprah, Yanlo Vincent, Marshawn Evans Daniels, um, Sarah Jakes Roberts, just people who are in alignment with really walking in your purpose and becoming your your best self ultimately having more faith you know because like i said we are in control of a lot of things if you don't have faith it's gonna really it's gonna stop you from being able to move forward and win so um but i have people in my life my sister is one of my biggest cheerleaders and encouragers as well as my husband um they would never let me quit even even as the encourager the motivator i definitely have my days and i'm just like uh no more <laughs> Right. And my husband's like, no, ma'am, you are changing the world. You are helping people. You can't give up. Somebody else is waiting for you to show up today. You have to show up. The same with my sister. She'll, she'll be quick to give me a, a, a encouraging word. Let me know that, you know, from the outside looking in, sis, every time that I've seen you go through a trial, your breakthrough's coming right after that. And so she'll be there to remind me of those things. So, um, yeah, those are those are people in my life that I think that I, that keep me encouraged. <laughs> That's awesome. Sister bonds are so sweet too. Very grateful for, for that. Very grateful. Yes. And even if you're not sisters by blood, I mean, the way that we can encourage each other, if you have somebody you can call on or lean on, I mean, that's incredible, incredible support as well. Yes. I mean, I can't forget, I have to say, members of She Wins Society, you know, I serve them, but they also pour back into oh. me. They will definitely tell me, you know, thank you for pouring into them. Thank you for all that I do. And so that warms my heart, um, especially also seeing them connect as women and create their own relationships outside of the society is beautiful to me. So, you know, I'm encouraged by that, being able to see my work um, be valued and see that it's impacting other people's lives. My, my followers on social media who comment and engage with me and let me know that my words are helping them. All of those things fuel me to keep going and keep me encouraged. Sure. Excellent. So if somebody wanted to join the She Wins Society, how would they go about doing that after hearing this? Go to SheWinsSociety.com and click membership in the menu. And there's a few membership options. Um, for the lowest membership, I won't say lowest, but the less expensive, <laughs> least expensive membership option is the Gold Digger membership. And then we have Glow Getter and Rising Star. They each have different um, benefits to them. So Rising Star, you'll get one-on-one -on -one empowerment coaching with me every month. Um, you get more discounts on our events and our retreats. Um, Glow Getter, the, I think the biggest thing that's a part of that membership level is that you get um, access to our group coaching. So every quarter we have group coaching with um, nine coaches in a variety of industries. And you get to come and share whatever your challenges are to get advice and strategies to overcome them. And then um, Glow Getter is really just about the sisterhood, receiving discounts um, to our events and our retreats. And then you also get access, free complimentary access to all of our classes. So we have hosts at least 
um, two classes per month, um, varying from things, learning how to dress well on a budget to um, improving your mental health. Um, I recently just taught a course called Become Your Best Self, Get Focused, Motivated, and Disciplined. And so as a member, you receive access to our classes, um, complimentary, and then if you miss it live, you can always watch the recording. So it's all about personal development and connecting with other women who are striving to become their best because you know, who you surround yourself with is important. So, you know, that energy is contagious. You want to be around people who are actually trying to move forward and improve themselves. So good. Right on. Love it. And <laughs> we're actually, once we, um, we highlight you this week, we're going to include the tab for our viewers and all of our guests to go to, to get a free class through uh, your Zoom platform, correct? Yes, 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 please. You will awesome. enjoy it. <laughs> yes, we'll include that in our bio and in our link and everything, and of course in the blog post, so that way it's just easy to click on so you guys can get a little piece of, a taste of what um, what is happening in your world and what you're doing and providing. Um, so every show we wrap up with two things. The first thing is we talk about the red bra moments a lot. So what the red bra moment is, it can be big, it can be small, it can happen daily. So the whole idea is you have that courage, you know, that empowerment and courage always underneath it. Red bra, whether you see it or not, you know, some people are bold, some people are a little bit more quiet. Um, but what is a red bra moment for you where you really are proud of and you're like, this was a turning point and this was something that, you know, I stood up or I did this. What was that for you? I have so many. <laughs> So many of those. Um, I shared earlier about me speaking. Um, oh, which was at huge. that very first event. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want to share. I want to share something very, very recent for me. So, um, you know, I, I, I won't say that I have a lot of fears, but I think that one thing that I, I feared, especially with my platform and how I've built it up, and you know, I'm talking about women, women winning. And so for me, I never wanted to share any of my failures. Um, I actually was fearful of actually failing publicly, honestly, because it's like, you know, if I'm telling you how to win, how am I failing, which is unrealistic. I know everybody has their failures, <laughs> but I had, I had got this in my mind, like, you know, I don't ever want to fail publicly. Well, um, very recently, I, um, I had this event tour that I do every year. It's called Stepping into Sisterhood. We host it in at least four cities a year. And so this year, we were going to take it to um, Philadelphia for the first time. So we went to LA for the first time this year. That was successful. We did it in Atlanta and we did it in Canton, Ohio. All were successful events. Assumed no different for Philadelphia. Mind you, like I said, I've been doing this event for several years. It's always been successful. Um, certain cities are tougher than others. Like New York is one of those cities where they are going to wait for the last minute to get tickets. And so if you're not like really locked in and you have enough faith, you might cancel the event prematurely. Well, so Philadelphia came with its challenges, <laughs> lots of challenges. Um, and ultimately it led to me canceling the event. Um, for me, that was a big deal because I've never in the history of me doing events have ever canceled an event from the first time I started to now. And so it was just like, this is different. This is weird. This is very uncomfortable. Um, and so I, I talked about it. That was for me, my, my red bra moment. The fact that I kind of ripped that bandaid off of me feeling like I had to hide my failure. Um, and if you want to call it that, because honestly, I just think that there was greater good in me, in me failing in that anyway, because it allowed me to rip that bandaid off 
allowed me to face that fear and realize it wasn't that big of a deal. And by me being open and sharing, you know, that I canceled this event, I had all these different um, trials with it. And um, I was afraid of this actual moment coming to life. And now that I'm here and I shared that moment and, and with other women, it, show, it allowed them to see, like you, like um, Renee, you said earlier, like people being able to see like you're real and that you go through things, but you're going to still keep going. And so by me sharing that with other women, I had so much, so many people come and say, thank you so much. This gives me encouragement to keep going. Um, and I think it just opened, it's just opened up me to another level of myself being able to say, you know what, I can be more real about the things that that's failing behind the scenes and share that with other women, but also be encouragement to them because they're not going to see me. I failed in this, but I'm still going. I'm still going to continue to keep going. So that, that was my red bra moment that I just stood in my truth and I said, I'm going to turn this pain into purpose. I'm not going to let it be in vain. I'm not just going to just act like it never happened. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it publicly on my very large platform and <laughs> see what happens. And it was a great result. Like I felt so much better saying it. I felt so much better to know that because I shared it, it helped somebody. And now I feel like it's just another one of those incidents in my life where now I'm stronger because of it. And now it's like, oh, well, I got through that. I can get through whatever is next. Like if I fail again, so what? I'm still here. Life goes on and I'm going to use it as a teaching moment. I'm going to use it as a way to empower and unite women. So that was my red bra moment recently. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Yeah, that is so good. And so many of us, you know, fail or, you know, we may fear failure and what that, what's that going to look like on the outside? And then the fact that you, I don't want to say owned up to it, but you were honest about it. I mean, that is fan, like, huge. That's good for you. That's awesome. And the yeah. fact you're like, you know what, I got through it. I lived through it and I'm ready to do, if you know, the next event where it's meant to be, where this one's meant to happen. But right. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> yes. So awesome. Thank you. And then we also close out every show with a quote. And so I know um, Jess found a special one for you to share with. So go ahead, Jess. I did. So this is from Nikita Gill. And it is, fill your life with women that empower you, that help you believe in your magic and aid them to believe in their own exceptional power and their incredible magic too. Women be that believe in each other can survive anything. Women who believe in each other create armies that will win kingdoms and wars. Wow. That is my quote for you. Wow, thank you. Oh, that's beautiful and powerful. I can, it gives me chills. I feel that one in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Thank you. Thank You're you so welcome. much. Oh, I love it. Andrew, I need now. I need like find that and print that out and put that on the wall. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that needs to be on your dream board there. Yes. Oh, that's good. That is really, really good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for joining us today. We are so excited to highlight you and share your story and your beautiful perspectives, experience, insight with everybody. Um, we are just truly honored to have you as part of the Red Bra Project. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you so much. This was a blast. <laughs> Absolutely. And for all of our viewers, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And our new viewers, we welcome you here. If you like what you heard today, please make sure to hit like or leave a comment. We do comment back. Tell us what you liked best about this episode and make sure to subscribe for all reminders. 
we are going to do the full Red Raw recap as usual um, this week, and then we'll have the blog post to follow with all of the ways that we can link up our guests and reach out to her. So thank you guys all so much. Have an incredible week. Bye. Bye. so much for spending some time with us on the Red Bra Project. We are so excited you stopped by. If the story resonated with you, if you could take one second and share it with somebody who needs it in their life, we would be so grateful. Stories hold so much power. We'd love to hear from you. So tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. Come on over and say hi to us at the Red Bra Project on Instagram. You can check the full written blog post on our website, theredbraproject.com. And every single one of our podcasts has a video to go with it over on our YouTube channel, The Red Bra Project. So thank you again for joining us and we will see you soon.